Irish NFL show. We are looking back at the talking points from week 13, brought to you by our partner, Quinbet. Well, this weekend, the 49ers exacted a measure of revenge for last season's NFC Championship game. Matt LaFleur retained his perfect December record, and the Patriots were shut out by the Chargers in a 6 0 snorefest. Let us never speak of that game again. Uh, of course, in that move, even the UN might condemn uh, the Patriots, will be inflicted on us on Thursday night football. Let's say. Uh, Let's try and put that to the back of our minds as we talk about uh, all of the pleasant talking points from the weekend. And there's a lot to get into. Uh, there's still one more game, of course, to take place in week 13. Brian, the Jags are heavy favourites to beat the Bengals in Duval later tonight. Uh, their 10-point favourites are 10-point plus at this stage, I think. They are indeed. Um, our, our partner, Quimbet, had them start the line up and up at 8.5 last week with, with Quimbet. It's moved to 10, which essentially... To them into two score type of game essentially and like is it a surprise the way that both teams are in terms of the situation with the quarterback situation in, in Cincinnati probably not and it's a big one for the Jags tonight we have Kieran Boyan actually at the game this evening who does be involved in their you know instant reaction podcast he's there covering the game tonight in the media area so looking forward to some good looking forward to seeing some good content but like it's hard to get away from the Jags if the Jags win this there's a great opportunity to go into the number one spot in the AFC especially with the Chiefs dropping that game last night yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna we're obviously we're gonna get into that. But yeah, like the odds are there, and, and there's some specials as well for the game. So 18 plus. Do gamble responsibly. Check out quimbet.com or check out quimbet.com forward slash promotions. All right, Colin. I said we'd have plenty of pleasant things to talk about, but uh, this is pleasant uh, only for those of us who aren't Jets fans. Um, at least it reminds you that there is always an organization out there more dysfunctional than your own, as long as you're not a Jets fan. Sorry to to other. Our, our regular and loyal Jets fans, but the Jets seem to have found a new low because uh, reports emerging this evening that they want to turn back to Zach Wilson after, surprise, surprise, the Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon experiments didn't turn out to be, uh, be a revelation. But according to Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt of The Athletic, Zach Wilson is reluctant, quote-unquote, to return as the Jets quarterback. Whoever might that be? Uh, I love the uh, surprise, surprise uh, reference, Connor, because uh, Scylla and the uh, surprise surprise song are all the rage on TikTok and on Twitter currently you cannot escape uh, Scylla Black uh, this is uh, um, like I mean it is beyond dysfunction right because I talk about uh, QB uh, hokey cokey the, the Jets every season the Jets have four quarterbacks it's how it has to go and um, people, I've seen a lot of people kind of over the last hour or so talk about, well, good for good for Zach Wilson and they moved on from him and why would he want to play? Well, this is the guy who got benched last year, right, um, for being an embarrassment because he's not a leader, right? He took it really badly, came back this year. Um, this is a guy whose head coach went up and was willing to publicly Im- humiliate, not even embarrass, humiliate himself by lying, publicly lying to millions of people by pretending that Zach Wilson was the answer, by pretending that this man gave them the best opportunity to win when we could all see. Then they went, because they never made a move for any of the backups, we've now seen uh, Joe Flacco come in and do okay, well, more on that later. But like, they, as they circle through Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' friend, um, you know, uh, that didn't work. Trevor Simeon, that didn't work. Now they're back. I mean, and and yet again, Salah has to go to the podium and pretend this is all great. 
Sorry, I, idea for a meme while you're talking, Colin, and nobody's done this already. We need to get some in-betweeners action on Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Jets. On Tim Boyle, Aaron Rodgers, friend! Aaron Rodgers, friend! There's so, so many of them knocking around that organization at the moment. Nathaniel Hackett is keeping his job as offensive coordinator because he's Aaron Rodgers' friend. Alan Lazard, the washed-up wide receiver, is keeping his job because he's Aaron Rodgers' friend. Tim Boyle is Aaron Rodgers' friend. It's uh, and look, it's it's not as if this wasn't the chronicle of a of a disastrous season foretold. There was always this chance. We talked about it even before meaningful football was played, Brian, that your aging quarterback might pick up an injury at some point. You're gonna have to turn to the backup. All right, nobody thought Rogers going down after four snaps. That that was never in the cards as far as anyone was, was concerned. There was always a chance he was gonna miss some class of meaningful time, and they never made the opportunity. You know, as people have been pointing out today, as reading one of Connor Hughes articles on the on the topic and you know he was summing up quite rightly you could have moved for Gardner Minshew who's doing a more than creditable job in Indianapolis keeping that playoff train on the on the rails. you could have turned Josh Dobbs who's gone two and one since being dropped in as the emergency backup in uh, in Minnesota and earned that starting job by what by what he did when he was in uh, Arizona now, there were other options out there you did even Mike White who they were who they had to rely on last season would have been better than what they have now but they chose none of those they wouldn't take the L on Zach Wilson, and now it's come back to haunt them in a major, major, major way. I think you're doing a service there, Connor. You should give Colm his, his credit where credit is due. Colm called it out, I believe, on our AFC East preview, in which he said, let's not be surprised that Aaron Rodgers is gone early on in the season because of the MetLife turf and the aging body in which he has. Mike White is the biggest one that I can't get my head around because Mike White played a few games last year, and he looked serviceable. They beat the Bears. He played really well up in Buffalo, albeit he lost. And then yeah, recently... You went the little bears dig in, didn't you? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I, didn't, I wasn't going there. Now. I have some other bears stuff for you tonight, so don't worry, <laughs> I, I'll come to that. But they were, there was a big piece recently, and I think, in fact, it was Connor Hughes that put it up that when they played against the, on, on Black Friday and Mike White was, was warming up, all the Jets players were going over and reaching out to him and delighted to see him. And he says, there was a, there was a relationship there. there was a, they, they rallied around him. And yet they didn't walk in free agency. I mean, he probably now would have been in a position where he was such a serviceable quarterback. He probably had this team winning a number of games. He's clearly had enough of, of Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Timmy Boyle as well, or Tim. He doesn't like to be called Timmy by all accounts, but um, yeah, obviously Salah was continuously questioned yesterday around... Doesn't look uh, like he likes being called a quarterback either, judging by the way he plays. Doesn't play like a quarterback, but he said uh, they kept pushing him as to why he was taking out the game. He goes... Because it all there properly when you see when you watch the footage, um, either the uh, the various different pieces of uh, coverage that come out throughout the course of the week, you just kept referring to. You'll see it on the All Twenty Two or whatever, whenever it's called, and says you you quickly realize that there was players open and he just wasn't seeing them, and he had enough from taking them out. I just love to know where where Santa fits into this because is the owner essentially going to ride off this season and say we were doomed from from day one when Aaron Rodgers went down, and if we had had him, we'd be in a better position because the play calling has been dire. By the offensive quarter, the head coaching has been dire, and the reluctance, as we said, to get away from from Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was kind of brought up this season as this kind of guy that said he's he's more accommodating to the situation. He's learning more because he's Aaron Rodgers there. But again, we're seeing traits come back to what we saw last year, which is he's not an NFL, you know, he's not an NFL quarterback, and his attitude at times isn't what you'd like it to be for a player, no matter what position you're playing on the team. It's a bit of a mess. It's not going to get any better. And mind some of the games they've got coming up. Colin, before we do what the Jets wouldn't do with Zach Wilson and move on, you wanted to make one more point. Yeah, just I suppose on what Brian was saying, and I think what he's, you know, 
I think they will keep Salah because Salah has proven himself to, I, I talked about it, like he's willing to humiliate himself. He's done it again today. He was willing to allow, genuinely, he's willing to allow Nathaniel Hackett to come in to run the show. He hasn't thrown Hackett under the, the bus. I mean, I, like so, you were talking about doing a meme. Somebody needs to put together uh, a clip of that moment, right? When Salah throws him the ball after a week five win against the Broncos and they give him a, you know, a game ball and the whole locker room erupts in applause and cheering. And then I, I like everything since that moment has been an absolute abject disaster. So Robert Salah will be back, I think, because he's willing to put up with all the nonsense that surrounds it. I do feel for for Jets fans because this, you know, we thought it would be a circus when Aaron Rodgers arrived in, but I think this has been way worse than anyone could possibly have imagined. Yeah, and like I mean, there's there's all in, and then there's there's what the Jets did, you know, to your point where I mean, bringing in Nathaniel Haggard was was a major risk, and and I'm sure the the offensive coordinator's Christmas party now there'll be people nudging each other in the corner. Ken Dorsey and Matt Canada in particular will be going. That guy managed to keep his job somehow. Wonder, wonder why he's still in a gig while while we're not. And um, because, you know, was was he brought in because he was the best OC to get the best out of that offense, or was he brought in because he's the OC that calls the place that Aaron Rodgers wants and that he won't fall out with over, over the course of the season? That that's not a good starting point. You know, nobody can lay down the law in the in the front office or in the in in the coaches' room. Whatever Aaron wants, Aaron gets. You build a whole team around Aaron, and guess what? When Aaron's not there, it doesn't work anymore. Brian, I don't know whether that's very fair and accurate in getting on the hack because, like Green Bay had some successful years there, and I know people that put it. That's because of Matt Lafleur. Look what's happened with Rogers gone. Matt Lafleur is scheming up the offense uh, around the kids, and they're flying. Yeah, well, three weeks ago, Packers fans were saying to me, like, "Oh, you this with Matt Nagy, who was supposed to be the, the the quarterback whisperer, and it turns out like the apple can sometimes fall a good way from the Andy Reid tree, and it turns out it's the same with Matt." I need to see more wins from the Packers because three weeks ago I had Packers fans saying to me that they were, um, you know, uh, assessing the next next uh, series of quarterbacks coming out in the draft, and all of a sudden, three weeks later, they're putting up they're putting up pieces on social media about potential contracts for for for, for Jordan Love. It's it's bizarre stuff at times, but uh, no, it just was the hack. It was obviously brought in because of the relationship with Rodgers, but there was some successful years in Green Bay, and again, everybody will put it down to Rodgers and the head coach, but he's obviously a part of the part of the key there. He, he wasn't. He wasn't just sought after. Like there's other teams that, that would imagine. I imagine if he was not going to New York Jets this year, there would have been other teams I felt that would have given him an opportunity to be an offensive coordinator in the league. But anyway, look, we are where we are. It's like it's it's transpired to be an absolute disaster. Well, Colin, let's move to those those self same Green Bay Packers because um, you know, as as Colin was saying, their fans very much feeling it at the moment. Now they took out the Chiefs um in, in Sunday night football. Matt Lafleur, this this is such an incredible record. It does bear repeat, and I called it out at the start. He's now a perfect sixteen and zero in December games. The man has never lost a game in December as a head coach in the NFL, which is which is quite something. You know, it, it it's it's gone on. Was it where we dealing with four straight years now where he's yet to lose in in December? And um, Jordan Love playing pretty well, and and we're seeing some consistency from him. Uh, we'll talk about the Chiefs side of the equation in a moment and a lot going on there too but the Packers are 6-6 six and six and they're right in the mix for, for a wild card spot and you know if you look at how those paths diverged in the forest when Rodgers went to the Jets we said it at the start of the season there were two coaches in particular that you were looking to say well if you're as good as people think you are you know you got to scheme up something from this di- difficult scenario one was Sean McVay box ticked 
and the other one was Matt Lafleur. It took a little bit more time to get going, but now seems to have things pointed in the right direction. Yeah, I know he does, and I suppose to the people, Brian, you know the Packers fans were ripping it up three weeks ago. I think that's a testament to the social media, right? And um, you could probably get into all sorts of geographical concepts of time, space, compression, and time, space, distanciation, and what social media has done. But the reality is that the reaction, like, I mean, watch Twitter on uh, an NFL Sunday and people reacting to the plays, right? People are tearing their hair out. And we'll get to the, you know, the 49ers, like if you if you went out the first two plays last night. So in fairness to the Packers and to Jordan Love, like he, this guy who sat for, I believe, too long, um, and it took him time to find his feet and... The Packers made a very conscious decision that they weren't going to bring in any, I suppose, experienced talent. And I question that, uh, certainly, but it now seems to be paying dividends. They've taken steps uh, along the way. He looks, um, you know, more and more comfortable. Um, I, I did pick them to win it because I, I could see, you could see against Detroit that he was taking steps particularly, right? And that that to me, said a lot and I do think Lafleur has done a very good job of bringing it together and holding it together because it would have been easy to let it spiral because there were times where the receivers let him down when Jordan Love left himself down but he's managed to keep the, the train on the tracks and uh, defensively I think they could you know they have an awful lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball I think sometimes it's probably frustrating uh, with the defensive coordinator. He could probably do a little bit more. Um, but I, uh, you'd have to say I, they have been impressive over the last few weeks. And with the run-in that they have, are, you know, I think we'll get to this later. Are they now favourites, you know, to, you know, to get uh, a playoff place given the games that they, they have remaining? Tipped them to get a well card at the start of the season. Just saying. Um, Brian, on the on, on the other side of that game, of course, the, the Chiefs. And you know, somebody said to me last week, we keep going on about when are the Chiefs going to get it right. It's December. If they haven't got it right by now, they're not going to get it right. Do do we actually finally need to start having that conversation about how this Chiefs team just is nowhere near where they should be? I think it's it's a very valid, very valid conversation. I don't think Mahomes true for anything more than twenty. The, the, the longest reception in the game last night was twenty seven yards. Like I. And obviously, come on, when he steps back and you look at it, the deep ball, like the deep ball's not there this year. But okay, there was a deep ball late in the game, which again, people are losing their minds over last night around the, the non flag of a of potential pass and fears. What I would caveat that is the Chiefs get a lot of play, get a lot of decisions over the course of the season. They didn't get one last night, but they got one to keep that drive alive. But no, just back to the point, it's it's clearly not right. It's clearly, they're really lacking. Kelsey is, is completely off his game. And and it's not point get into his, his personal relationship stuff because it's that's not for us to, to talk about his it's that's more for the social world that totally. was working just fine and then, then then Taylor Swift turns up last night and they don't get the win yeah but he hasn't looked right I mean we saw him firsthand in, in, in Frankfurt myself and Colin and we, we spoke about it throughout the game it was noticeable that they weren't even looking to get him involved in the in the, in the play calling and he like he did okay last night but it just he's just not the same there like he like I, I don't know whether it's the case of teams where recognizing that they can go after and essentially put two prayers on them because they don't have the talent around them. To, to, you know, where previously when you had Tyree Kill, you couldn't afford to put two prayers on Kelsey because then you're giving a man-on-man a man -man situation with Tyreek you know, who's a border. They don't have that border right now. And they got away from last year by hitting an average approach because it's not there this year. 
and I was just going to say that you can lean on Pacheco in the run game. He had a fabulous game last night, despite being ejected for for throwing a punch late on, and he could almost. He has been uh, a leading uh, night this year in fairness. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, 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 but but they the the pick. I was looking at that play again this morning, and they they you know the one that I think it's Valentine was the was the cornerback that comes up with the play. But you're throwing a fade to Sky Sky Moore, who gets lost in the middle of his route for starters, and is never going to win that jump ball. Like the play is wrong, and the player is wrong. It's it's really concerning if you're a Chiefs fan to look at Colin. Yeah, and I think like it's not so much I think Kelsey, like I don't think I think it's partly in that he has taken a step back, right? I mean this he's he's older as a tight end. Um you take an awful lot of punishment. But I, I do think it is the pieces around him. And I think teams have realized previously, and you've just pointed out Connor, like if you try to double team, you got killed. And you, you that has that has totally changed and teams have realized that and they're willing to say, yeah, okay, we have no problem in double teaming uh, Kelsey because they don't trust the other receivers. And it was funny, Nick Wright, uh, who might be Patrick Mahomes' um, outside of Collinsworth, uh, might be uh, Mahomes' biggest fan, um, he said like uh, that, you know, for all the talk about the refs and the bad calls, uh, ultimately the, the Chiefs, you know, deserve to lose this game because they didn't do enough. And, you know, that the mistake is having Sky Moore involved in, in critical moments. I suppose they have to keep trying. Um, you know, they again, they have a young wide receiver room. But do you have any trust in Sky Moore? Do you have any trust in Kadarius Tony? Rice, perhaps, we, we have to, to see. Um, but it's been going on so long now that, it, it is definitely a concern and will become more of a concern. And we know that defense can can vary. I, I do think the run-in is very kind to them. After the Bills game, um, the rest of them are all very, very winnable and they're not going to be pushed in the AFC West, I think. Maybe if the Broncos had won uh, yesterday, it might have made it more interesting. But given the the Broncos didn't, I think they're they're still very much in control of the division. I was going to make one point, actually. You, you, you just re-reminded me. Um, uh, you, you said earlier about the exchanges on social media and people overreacting to plays. I don't know if you saw there was a lovely exchange um, involving Tyreek Hill where somebody had said, this is such a terrible throw from from Tua. Like, it's amazing the adjustment that Tyreek Hill may, made. And, and Hill, to be fair to him, clapped back and said, no, Tua actually put the ball where it was supposed to go. He said, I ran the wrong route. And I was the one who had to make the adjustment. He gave me a little bit more air on the ball, made me make the play. Now, Tua... Uh, Tyreek and Tua are, are are both giving each other flowers, trying to make that MVP conversation. So there's there's another angle of play there, but I, I thought it was nice to see Tua owning up and saying, or Tyreek rather owning up and saying, no, that, that's on me. The ball went where it was supposed to go. Um, I was the one who needed to make the adjustment on that one, which brings us to the end of our first segment.